Welcome to another episode of I Can't Stress This Enough. I'm your host, Tiffany Cherie, and today we have a full house. I'm joined by some amazing, amazing friends and guests, so I'm going to have everyone introduce themselves, starting with Will. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm not doing social media. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm tired. I'm tired. Wow. Okay, Sequoia. I'm Sequoia. You can find me on Instagram at Sequoia.Holmes. You can find me on Twitter at Home Sequoia with one S between the two. And you can Google how to spell Sequoia because it's a proper noun. Oh, that was professional. And that was fire. <laughs> you know, she pra- it sounds like, you know, she's practices. Also, Sequoia, you'll have to sing the song that your mom taught you how to spell your name. Oh, yeah. It's just S-E-Q-U-O-I-A. That's all Sequoia every day. So, boom. Yeah. Real simple. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. And um, welcoming for the first time to I Can't Stress This Enough is my friend Jewel. Jewel. Hey, I am Jewel Wicker. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jewel Wicker Show. So uh, Jewel Wicker and then S-H-O-W, um, pretty easy to find. I'm a freelance <laughs> entertainment and culture reporter based here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, write about film, TV, music, culture, um, all that fun stuff for publications like um, The Hollywood Reporter, Billboard, um, Wall Street Journal, Atlanta Magazine, and Teen Vogue. Cool. Well, thank you all for being on the pod today. Um, I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about interludes and voicemails. Um, I'm excited. The songs that we all have are really, really incredible. Um, But first, let's get into some pop culture news. It's been kind of like a weird, I guess, like two weeks since the last episode. Um, Let's see what happened. Um, Pop Smoke's album just came out and Virgil... Ablo got a lot of backlash for the cover. <laughs> what did y'all think of his cover? Did you think like the the backlash was warranted? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to I put just, it simply. Can I just say I think all the back uh backsplash, all of the backlash that Virgil, Virgil has received received recently has just been like extremely hilarious to me. And <laughs> the fact that y'all insist on the fact that y'all insist on making this man's name a new currency is the best thing in the world. So I really truly appreciate that energy. Love to is see it's it. funny because people apparently have been closeted haters of Virgil this whole time. Because right. I remember everybody loved Off White or wanted Off White, and now people are like, "Don't, don't act like we don't remember." Virgil had y'all wearing caution tape as belts. Uh, so, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I have thoughts I, about that. I feel like people always come out of the woodwork when somebody is getting canceled or getting in trouble or yeah. whatever. Some shit. I always didn't fuck with blah blah blah. You guys always like shut <laughs> up. If you wasn't saying yeah. it before, everybody was saying it. Shut your mouth. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't no, know. I, I liked him in the beginning. Like, I thought he was cool, but it seems like he started pandering to, like, white culture. And then I was like, mm, not really a fan. He just lost his authenticity to me. But I wasn't hating on him. I was just like, these are funny jokes. Like, you, you kind of deserve them, though. Like, you're not, you haven't been here for the culture. So, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of is. I don't know. Is. It's just, it's interesting. He had an exhibit at the High Museum here in Atlanta, like, right before kind of all of the um, backlash started. And, uh, you know, like, I don't know. It was just a very, like, he was being very celebrated. And I will admit that I know nothing about fashion. I couldn't tell you what off-white stuff, I, like, I don't know how to get to the, like, 
is it offwhite.com? I don't know. <laughs> how do I find the how do I find the clothing? I'm assuming it's expensive. Either way, I don't care. Um I know Virgil through his like hip hop collaborations and um his work on like you know, music videos and, and album covers and things of that nature. And I've appreciated his work in that realm, but in terms of fashion, I will admit that I'm like completely like ignorant in fashion and I'm like, I don't know why I'm supposed to care about any of this. It's just weird. I'm going through this article of like a history of his album covers and I'm like, wow, okay, so you did some, it just seems like the Pop Smoke one was kind of lazy in my opinion. I was about to say, because he's done some really good album covers. So I don't know. I don't know where he missed the mark on that one, but um, <laughs> I'm looking now at it now. Now we're dragging him and he couldn't concentrate. So it was so bad. And he like posted and deleted like this like explanation and I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, I don't know. Me, the little Uzi one is also lazy. I'm looking at that too. It it also looks they've, like. They've, they've gotten lazier. Like they, they used to be really artistic. Um, I put a link to some other ones, but yeah, I think obvi- obviously the the best one is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy or watch the throne. I feel like on this list, but yeah, it Does just Jesus like, count as like a design. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it yeah, is a design. Jesus. I love it. It is. That is a design. Yes, it's so iconic though Intriguing. because when you see it, you know exactly what it was. Like you know exactly what album it is, and you know the sentiment where Kanye is like, "This is my last album, um, physical album or whatever." So I don't know. I I like it. But you know yeah, what? Lazy. This pop smoke one looks like the "What a Time" one. Uh, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it has I, similar. I yeah, similarities. Yeah, similarities. Yeah. What makes, it just makes me mad. I don't. I don't see it on this. This. Did list. he do "What a know. Time"? He doesn't seem like a, a Drake kind of guy, does he? I believe maybe. No, he did work with Drake. He's worked with Drake. Um, I according to my Googles, I don't see that he did that one. But don't he does have a similar style. He's certainly done things with Drake before. Um, it says that What a Time to Be Alive is a stock image from Shutterstock. Okay, so that was fun. Oh, wow. uh, oh there we go. Well, that's what this <laughs> shit looks like. That's exactly what this Pop Smoke album looks I truly, like. I truly don't want to be a part of this. Virgil definitely <laughs> has like a, a similar like theme that he likes to do with whatever this like sharp metal yeah, that metal yeah mm-hmm. like That's he's putting a lot of his stuff like this little spaceman or whatever like he he seems to just really like that metal and so mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like what he it gets lazier the more he uses it though it, yes. yeah i agree i agree um okay let's move on okay so sweet so sweetie i always want to call her so sweetie sweetie <laughs> she's been getting a lot of backlash online what do you guys think like she should have kept just, tapping I mean, I mean, and tapped out <laughs> i like tapping Me too. I, I like it it's it's a fun time I'm- I think Tap In is a fun little brunch song that people are going to listen is. to. They're going to mix it with Blow the Whistle yes. and it's going to be fine. I yep. like Sweetie. I mean, what I'm not going to lie though, Joe, I'm not surprised you said that being from Atlanta. It's a very like Atlanta, like it's one of those songs that would thrive in Atlanta. But Maybe. I guess it sounds like a Bay Area song. It it's certainly a sounds culture. like a Bay Area yeah, song. Yeah, like I, 
I, I guess that's what I appreciate about her. Like it's she super reps her culture. She reps yeah. the Bay and yeah. she's just there to have a good time. I don't know. I don't understand why people don't. Cause I remember I got sent the song maybe like a month before it came out. And I was like, this is going to be a cute little brunch bop. And I it's remember everyone was like, are you, yeah, everyone was like, are you capping for sweetie? And I was like, why, why <laughs> be mad when you can just have a good time? You could just have Honestly, fun. Y'all, I have so many thoughts about this sweetie thing. One, I have the biggest girl crush on sweetie. So let's start there. Two, <laughs> sweetie. Okay. I appreciate that sweetie writes her own raps. I won't say that they're particularly good raps, I mean, but I appreciate that she writes her own raps. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Two. Wow. So no, no, also, this is controversial. Carisha from City Girls cannot yeah. the fuck rap at all. And y'all go up for that. Like, it's really some shit. That shit fucking sucks. It's, a, it's equal. She's as good a rapper as Sweetie is. So three, there's Cardi B, who also is trash to me personally. Mm-mm, who mm-mm, often, okay. I, who yeah. often doesn't she should have loved that. I said what I Cardi B. Who also doesn't write her own raps half the time and y'all go up for that shit. Like it's really popping. Leave Sweetie alone. Why are y'all doing it? I, Leave her I, alone. I, I can't I can't close down that statement. <laughs> I feel like you could have made, made, made that here. argument without trashing Cardi But here I am doing it anyways. Don't like Cardi. Don't like raps. The rap wise, music wise, there's a lot of girls who and boys who can't rap who y'all don't go as hard in on as sweetie it doesn't have she don't have to be able to rap it's a brunch bop it's a bop just like everything else that city Girl puts out and half the shit that cardi puts out is just bops it's not good it's just bops let it rock uh, wow um there's a lot in there too. okay also i, I just want to say that. out of all the people that you said though like cardi b at least stays on beat i'm just i Sweetie and Carisha, I don't. They just cannot, and I love their music, but they cannot find the beat. So even though Cardi might me. not, and we dragged Carisha uh, ta- because we wanted JT to be free to save City Girls. We knew Carisha couldn't handle that on her own. Baby girl got pulled up from the kiosk at the mall and was told to hold down the fort while the rapper was in jail. We knew she couldn't. And rap. she did. She did. She did hold it down. Right. We're not gonna take she that did. away from her. She did. Every song that's um, featured no, City I, Girls I without so. JT is not good, though. <laughs> yeah. She released a few songs yeah. with the and jail. But also, I need y'all to go back and look at Cardi's first, like, couple performances. The lack of being able to keep on beat in a in a performance is glaring. It is insane. Yeah, okay, uh, we, is all insane. Progress. Progress. we all start somewhere. We all start somewhere. We can talk about people. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. If you go back and look at my old blog post, you might not think I could write, you know, because I was writing when I was 19. I mean, we really got to, you know, like we can't we can't look at the past. We got to look at the current. <laughs> All I'm saying is she's comparable to the rest of the girls out, except for, you know, the ones that obviously can rap. The, the ones that can't obviously rap, it's comparable. I don't understand the unwarranted hate. You know what? I get the argument. I feel that- like... That like guys, like there's a lane for everybody. You got trash rappers, you got like I get it, and we don't like go as hard on them as we do the women. Fair point. I think with Sweetie though, (laughs) I don't know. It's just something about what she be trying to do. It doesn't always hit. I think that's why she gets dragged. Because we all recognize she is very beautiful. We get this. She also (laughs) dates a ghost. So it's like, come on now. If you you could do a little bit better if you wanted to, because (laughs) you have advantages. But their music still typically slaps. So it's just like there sometimes feels like there's no effort. Like on top of like her all her bigger hits being sampled, 
that's kind of sometimes what it feels like is that she's only going off of the sample. It's like, I'm giving you these hard beats that black people already love and I'm putting no effort into any other part. I think that's why it's stressful because it's like, yes, I'm going to go up for this beat because it's stressed. That's a very valid I think well, that's the podcast valid, is called I Can't Stress This Enough. Don't be stressed. But no, I think that's a I think that's no, I think that's I think super that's valid. Very valid. She has advantages and she's not taking advantage of them. For sure. You know, sweetie said y'all still gonna buy my little fashion collabs. Y'all still gonna watch me and my man do Taco Tuesday on Instagram. So at the end of the day, all I have to do is, you know, half wrap over a simple beat because <laughs> You know, I can do the bare minimum and still win. Yep. I, you know, I, look, shout out to black women, women being able to thrive women. doing the bare minimum. I yeah, literally yeah. just learned, like, I, I literally, like, kind of go up for it. Like, you know, black yeah. women should be able to thrive doing the black bare minimum, too. That's the kind of life yeah. I want to live. Uh, because that's black really, men do it all the damn time. Rappers all specifically. The time. But, like, rappers that's, specifically. That's, mm. Yes, I think that's, I honestly think that's what they're triggered by, because now that now she's playing their game and they don't like it and it's like oh y'all mad because we're on the same playing playing level that's what i think it is to be mm. honest just iteration i just will um, always think of i will always think of her and think of her line from um that from the south song where she said you need to do what you just did and take an sat or something and i just it just what? makes me cry because oh and the oh and the, and the mulatto it, song it, that she was yeah. featured on <laughs> um, it hurt my heart. I was like, "Girl, that's seat. You meant seat." And it is. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! I, I well, you know, <laughs> it's okay. My girl went to USC. She got the degrees to back it up. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. USC college oh, educated. No. Yeah. Although USC is going through a lot right now, but that's another discussion. Um. Okay. So the BET Awards were. It's gonna be like a week once this airs. Um, did you did you guys enjoy them? Did you watch them? What'd you think? Um, I thought yeah, I thought they're a little um, Black Lives Matter heavy. Like I, I'm not the yeah. audience that needs all that. Go ahead and throw that on your MTV VMAs or your Grammys, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I deserved a break. I felt <laughs> that's valid. I mean, I thought that was a very like it. It and we didn't need it to be from eight to eleven. It could have been from like eight to like nine thirty, yep. ten at the yep. latest. Um, and I think I would have been a little less fatigued. But <laughs> I, overall, I thought it was cute. But I just thought we, three hours was a little a little lengthy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, especially considering everything was like pre done. And it just yeah. y'all could have shortened it. Like it wasn't. It wasn't. And some of them performances we could have cut out. Yeah. yeah, we could have. Well it was well done. It was well done. The last two B two words I feel like have been been pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was like I do miss the audience though, and also just you know working in television. I think you just realize how important it is that energy and that feedback. Um, and I did miss like kind of like you know like the messiness and like the shadiness of like people cutting to like celebrities and stuff ha- happening in the audience and backstage and stuff. Did y'all like Same. Amanda Seals? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Not that quick ass response, Jewel. She was I think she did. She did. She did. Okay. She did what she could do. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> 
Any <laughs> any favorite performances? <laughs> Megan in that um, heel toe, obviously. That oh, heel toe is bring back the heel toe. Heel toe is my heel toe. I saw that and I said, "This is my moment. Let me get on the TikTok. Let me bust a heel toe on the TikTok." I really like the beginning. I like the opening fight, the power remix. There were a few people in there that I felt we didn't meet, but I won't be messy too. You got to tell us. Well, you know, I just feel like if we're going to go Black Lives Matter, someone who has been accused of being abusive and has not, you know, addressed Ooh, the baby. Nas. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you. The baby. I was only talking about Nas, but yes. Ooh, um, I also just did, I don't know how I felt about the baby's George Floyd, like that imagery. I don't. I didn't love it. Um, and I also like, I think it was Rolling Stone that their headline was like, uh, it was like the baby channels, George Floyd. And I'm like, well, I, mm, uh, no, who wrote that? no, I, I don't. Oh, no. sorry. Tell me not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who, I don't know who's responsible, but I wasn't a fan personally mm-hmm. of that. Um, but yeah, the, I, I thought the fight, the power opening was super powerful. It was super timely. It was super relevant. I thought that was I don't know. They tease it. So I did an interview with Scott Mills, who's the president of BT, um, a day before it came out the day before the BT Awards aired. And one of the things he had said was that the opening was going to be really powerful. But they say that for every award show. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, sure. Um, But it was. (laughs) Okay. Okay. uh huh. I thought it was really powerful (laughs) and really like I, I did. I thought it really lived up to the hype. I think they um, yeah, definitely the did Beyonce. a good job of setting the bar too for like future award shows that have to happen during COVID. Like for it to have been the first sure. one and have it be mm-hmm. so clean mm-hmm. was really, I think, a really good thing to have for the BET Awards. Like for people to now be looking at the BET Awards to be like the template for how you do a show during COVID, I thought was really good. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. think that with this new format, they needed a host. Like, I, I have feelings about right. Amanda. Like, I don't mind Amanda. I think she can be a bit extra, but that's mm-hmm. a part of her brand. But I don't think that she was necessary to be doing what she was doing, like doing all the blasts from the past of all the other BT shows. Like, mm, we didn't need that. That could have been kept. I understood it in the context of like the BET, the BET as a network is turning 40. So like, let's commemorate the like successful shows of the past. I just don't think she's particularly good at skit comedy. So like, mm. you yeah. know, I didn't think like her That's in fair. those roles and like replaying all those things. I don't, I didn't think it was effective for her. I, I mean, I have my feelings about Amanda Seals. I didn't hate that she hosted the award show. I just didn't think she was particularly like, um, effective doing those sketches. I, I did it. What, what I will say about that is, um, and this is all secondhand because my boyfriend is a stand-up, so I was watching it with him, and he never. I'm not even going to say his feelings about Amanda, but his point was, <laughs> <laughs> his point was that a man. It's not. It's hard to do a show when there is no audience because a lot of times you feed off the audience's laugh. Yeah, which is why since there's been quarantine, he's refused to do any like Zoom shows or whatever because he's like, as a comic, that is not something that it's just not made for it. He's like, of course, it's going to feel bad. It's going to seem bad because you're not getting that regular laugh that you're used to hearing when somebody makes a joke. So he was like, essentially, she did fine, but there we, we wouldn't be able to tell or the average you know, consumer can't tell because we're used to some chuckles, some laughs here and there, whatever, and we weren't getting that reinforcement. No, that's fair. 
I think that's my favorite part had to be her dragging Terry though. So I mean, she did what she had to do. That, to me there, I, I was good. Mm-hmm. The same. I was good. And she doesn't write those jokes. Like there are writers. There's a writer room for the host. Amanda does not. Didn't write all of those jokes. Those those were other people's jokes that she was reciting. But also, um, Chloe and Hallie's performance was fucking great. I like. I, I mean, they never disappoint. Never. At this point, they raise the bar every time. Crazy. It was my favorite one. They would that two that two screen split with mm-hmm. the, the two of them. My favorite. It was my favorite one. I love it. So good. My breath yes. old. Yes. Yeah, I love everything they do. So I don't really have any commentary outside of that. Yeah. They're just no amazing. notes. No notes for no Queen notes. And Hallie. And, no notes. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Beyonce made an appearance, which you know that was cool. I, that I'm was not gonna AI lie, Beyonce. I did like that for a second. Beyonce, because she was too perfect. I don't know what can what filter she has in her home, but I have never looked like that on camera. <laughs> Um, I forgot what I was saying now. Dang it. Well, I guess it wasn't that important, but it was. Oh, I was saying I was I knew she wasn't going to perform with Meg, but like for a glimmer of a second, I was like, it would be really great if she came out for the Savage remix. Obviously, I feel like if, you know, shit wasn't the way that it is and we weren't in COVID, I think that they would have performed together. But with the tone and stuff, probably not appropriate. Also, just want to ask, do you guys think that this is like completely me like making this up. Do you think that Doja Cat would have performed Say So with Nicki Minaj at the BT Wars? Like they asked her, but then after all the backlash and stuff, she said no, or they re like they basically said, please don't perform anymore. Or do you think they just didn't ask her? Because I have a hard time thinking. I think she was supposed to perform at the BET Awards, personally. Yeah, I doubt that she turned it down. She don't, I mean, she was just in a like that video wearing a do-rag. She don't care nothing about y'all critiques. Um, I don't know if they invited her or not, but I'm sure if they invited her, Mm. she would have showed up just, she's a troll. So, troll's troll. I don't think that they, I don't think she was supposed to perform. I don't either. I don't think she was supposed to perform. I don't, I just, yeah, Mm mm-mm. Cause she's very much a troll. Like they, I think I can't remember what I was listening to when they were talking about, um, like newer artists, like her and Little Nas X. They like you grew up in the like age of the internet. Like they know how to like troll. So I don't think that she like cares particularly. I also wonder if it just be me. Is say so a BT song with or without Nicki right. Like that's not the song. I mean, that they I had. Think. But they also had Kane Brown on this year, so... They did. Yeah, that was interesting. It seems as though they're making... Uh, My critique about the BET Awards is that... um, How do I put this? In terms of the... Like, Black music touches more than just, like, the urban genres, the R&B, and the hip-hop. And um, I think, like, the FKA Twigs, or, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, it would have been nice to see some black people from other genres um, represented in the BET Awards specifically this year. And then also um, per usual, which that's not surprising. And then also not surprising is that we still have yet to get any significant LGBT representation at the BET Awards or at the BET Network in general. And I think that in this time of like Black Lives Matter, when you're doing this super like black, 
you know, say a lot, I'm black and I'm proud kind of theme and you don't represent all black people. I think that that's a glaring omission. And I think that that's something that BET needs to reckon with. Uh Oh, Jewel yes, thinking that the BET Awards going to wake up and be inclusive. I mean, they're not, but I, you know, why would they, they do that? Why? They said they're trying, so we got to give them a chance to try. But I have my thoughts on it. Um, uh, yeah, Lena Waithe sent out a tweet where she was like, you know, I'm working with them on this, and I'm like, okay. I don't have any problems with Lena Waithe. I don't want no beef, but they uh, did like a little. I will they say did like that. a little a video will, where they had named all the people who were like who had passed or like everyone who mattered. And that was like, maybe like almost halfway through the show. And I was like, are they going to put any trans black lives in here? And then they had exactly from post say the names in this video, but they didn't mention it anywhere else. They didn't have any commercials. They don't ever talk about anything, but they put, um, I think India Moore was one of the people who like said the name. Like they had the two trans actresses say the names of the two trans people, and I was just like, "This is all they got." They gave them two seconds of showtime, although they have a show which Lena Wave has that has like gay folks in it, but like it's like they don't ever like bring them to the show or use them as talent. So it's like I don't yeah. know what Lena helping them with. But. No, I think it's. I think it's really sad and unfortunate. Um, and I I don't know. My critique about, I'm trying to figure out the best way to put it, but like Lena Waithe can't be the only like queer black woman that you go to every time you need something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are other queer black women in Hollywood that can be utilized. And that's not to take away her shine or to say, you know, that she doesn't do anything well, but it's to say that we can have a diversity of voices. We don't like, representation isn't just getting one queer person in the room and being like, well, done there, mm-hmm. you know, like, the token. yeah, like, I don't, I don't think I, that's my argument is, um, she's gotten a number of shows, which again, great for her, happy for her. Um, but I think yeah. we can get some diversity of voices in that round. Yeah. It does seem to be the same people getting like the, the same the opportunities, opportunities exactly. which doesn't really help in the long run. So I just need um, to okay, two more things. The envelope before. That's the last thing. I want them to be the culture pusher for black people and not just uphold the norm. And I think that's what they have consistently done. And even though they just celebrated an anniversary, it would have been nice to like celebrate that anniversary and like push and not like stay where they have been. And I think that's the thing that people are looking for. Like the award show was good and surprised a lot of people. But like as a network, what has changed? Very little. No shit. Um, all right, cool. So two more, um, just two more topics really quickly. Um, did anyone listen to the new Kanye and Travis Scott song? I haven't no. listened yet. I didn't listen to it either. Okay. And then um, Hamilton. That's all I was going to mention was Hamilton came out. I'm super excited. I know all the songs. I already had it on bootleg though. So I've been watching it for like two years. So (laughs) I was like, oh, look at this HD quality of this scene that Mm -hmm. I was seeing from behind someone's head. Come Um, get her, Disney. Come get her. Right. (laughs) You're going to jail. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's she going to jail. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, what'd you say, Will? Where'd you get a bootleg Hamilton, girl? Like, where were you? Um, it's it's been, it, I found it on Tumblr like two years ago. Outside the barbershop. I'm like, it's not like they have like those like kind of flea market places where you can go and get like a bootleg. Yeah. Or, like there was a place off t- of Campbellton at one point where like you kind of go into like a back room and it's like a whole bunch of bootlegs. I don't think they have those anymore. So I'm just trying to understand. Listen. I, all I'm letting y'all know is I already had the choreo and the lyrics and everything down because I've been rehearsing for two years. <laughs> Thank you, Tumblr. All right, well, right. You, say, you better hope, you better hope <laughs> Disney don't hear this. Oh God, you going to jail? <laughs> hey, uh, listen, listen. I didn't pass it on. I just watched it. You about to get um, them people Tumblr shut down? <laughs> there, oh yeah, the Tumblr, the Tumblr's already gone. I went to look for okay, it. Okay, so there's that. Like, oh. There's that. <laughs> Um, all right, so now we're gonna move into the meat and the potatoes, what we're here for songs with voicemails and interludes. Y'all, I am so, so, so excited to talk about this. Um, I was watching the Alicia Keys and John Legend live, and when Alicia was doing, um, You Don't Know My Name, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I forgot how, how much I love that song, and just knowing all the words of that voicemail, you know. It just, I don't know, it just, it did something for me. So I was like, that's what inspired this episode. So, um, yeah, let's get, let's get into it. So we all have like a list of just songs with voicemails, but I want to ask you guys, like, why do we love these songs? And then what does the voicemail, like, what does that add to the song? What do you think? Um, whoever wants to go first. I can go. I think it adds like some level of authenticity to it or, or like, reality to it where it's like oh you might have actually written this about your real life like this might be some real (laughs) shit that happened about a real person that exists and here they are on the song too or here you are talking to them on their voicemail just like some layer of uh realisticness Mm. i feel like it's a bit i i agree with you and like it's a bit relatable i there's just something about leaving a voicemail um I mean, I miss the days when we had like flip phones, you know, so you could really like go off on someone and then like close it and then they know exactly how you feel. (laughs) I personally don't leave. I hate to leave voicemails now, but my mom leaves me voicemails. And whenever I I don't listen to them, like that day I listen to them. No, I save them and listen to them from when I'm having a bad day because it's usually like it's usually like, hey, it's your mom. I hope you like it's usually like some kind of positive affirmation. Um so that's what I like about about voicemails. And I think just because I don't get that many anymore when I hear them on the song, I don't know, it kind of makes me excited. Um, so some of the songs on my list, we we kind of have some of the similar songs. We I think we a lot of us had Marvin's Room. Um, let me see. I'm looking at my list. Oh, You Don't Know My Name, of course. Um Tony Braxton's Just Be a Man About It. A classic. I, I love that song. <laughs> love that song. Hey, hey, Tony, it's me. It's just calling, you know. It's calling to let you know. Don't wait up for me tonight. A classic. Um, and then, do you guys remember Frank Ocean, Be Yourself? There's like, it's just a voicemail from his mom basically telling him like don't do drugs unless it's under a doctor's prescription (laughs) many college students have gone to college and gotten hooked on drugs marijuana and alcohol listen stop trying to be somebody else don't try to be someone else 
be yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Just, is that, I was like, is this real or was this just for the song? It's probably real. So. <laughs> that sounds um, like something my mama would do. So. <laughs> it does. It, it's, it does. Um, and then I have Pick Up the Phone by Sierra, which that song I always think of after I listen to Doja Cat's Addiction, which there's something about addiction and pick up the phone they both have this like 2000s sound which i love 2000 era music but just that like when i listen to these songs it makes me feel like i'm back 13 with like a a phone with a cord it's wrapped around my finger and i'm just like talking to my friend (laughs) um not wrapped around your finger (laughs) wrapped around my finger you're not old enough to have a phone with a cord what you talking about (laughs) yes yes (laughs) don't do that oh Oh, god making up moesha fantasies in your head you ain't never had no damn cord Yes, we did. We had the Barbie we phone. We definitely had phones. Before. We had the Barbie phone. Don't do that. It was plugged <laughs> in. Don't, don't be like that. Well, you you don't know that. You were there. <laughs> um, I think on my list, though, I was listening to uh, Billie Eilish's Party Favor again yesterday. And at first, I didn't necessarily care for this song, but it's really grown on me. And what I love about it is this song is a it's, she's leaving him a voicemail on his birthday, breaking up with him. And I'm oh, just I like, I always Ooh. love that song. Hey, leave a message. I've always I'm loved like, that. Like, I'm just like, yeah, girl, get it over with. Tell him goodbye. I, it's grown <laughs> on me, like, the ukulele, for sure. Like, hearing her um, perform it live, I think it's a bit better. But I was just like, damn, you just... I mean, it sucks to be broken up with, but on your birthday and on voicemail? Okay. A bit a bit savage, but... um, Okay, so, Will, you're, you're up next. Um, So, I think... Somebody, I think Sequoia has it on her list too, but Drake can't have everything. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the one that ends with his mom at the end, right? Is that his mom? Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like, I sent some hostility in your voice lately <laughs> or something like that. You know, hon, I'm a bit concerned about this negative tone that I'm hearing in your voice these days. And I, I can appreciate where your uncertainty stems from and you have reason to question your anxieties and how disillusioned you feel as well as feeling skeptical about who you believe you can trust. But that attitude will just hold you back in this life, and you're going to continue to feel alienated. She's like, you can't, yeah. you can't get by with that. And then you have, obviously, Alicia Keys, you don't know my name, classic. Um, I put Lady Gaga, Beyonce, telephone, which is basically a voicemail in itself sort of kind of mm, like it, mm-hmm. it starts off with like the little voicemail like I can't come to the phone right now and then Lady Gaga starts her thing um and Erica Badu cellular device um supposed to be like her version of hotline bling and in the middle she I think this was like after she hosted one of the award shows on BT or Soul Train or something and in the middle of her like in the middle of the song, she like does this like goofy Erica Badu like kind of funny voicemail where she like drags people and 
Then you have Kanye West's blame game, because obviously Chris Rock at the end is just Oh my god. Gold. <laughs> Baby, you know took this shit to the another motherfucking level. Now a neighborhood nigga like me ain't supposed to be getting no pussy like this. God damn. God damn. <laughs> Telephone is Telephones is probably like it's such an iconic song. I can't believe I left that off my list. Well, it took me a minute. I had to think about it because I was like, is that, does that have a voicemail? And I was like, you idiot, the whole thing is voicemail. That's all I'm glad. Actually, when you put it, I was like, where's the voicemail? Yeah. You're right. It, it is it a whole voicemail. It took me a second voicemail. to think about it, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, classic. Classic, Sequoia. Classic. Um, for my list, I have Blame Game Kanye West because, again, Chris Rock. It to love it. Um, how about now, Drake? That's like one of those one-off singles that's not on uh, an album. Uh, Confessions by Usher. Does that have a voice? I guess. I guess Confessions Part One, like the whole thing, is kind of like. Yes. Uh, I but, went back and forth with yeah. putting this on there. Yeah. I went back and forth because it's like the video he is calling someone, right. but the whole thing feels like it feels like a voice. Right. And then the first thing's like, do you love me unconditionally? Say you never leave me. And I'm wondering like if he's on the phone with somebody. That's the sense I get from it. I don't actually know. Yeah. Um Shireen from Good Kid Mad City, Kendrick Lamar is probably actually my favorite one. His parents are fucking hilarious and they left him voicemails all up and throughout that album, and all of them are hilarious. Um, you don't know my name, Alicia Keys. That's obligatory. Had to put that on there. Just is what it is. And then can't have everything <laughs> Drake because his mom is adorable and funny at the end. Mm. Mm-hmm. Agree. All right, Jewel. Yeah, so I put Outcast, She's Alive, because um, that has a, a um, voicemail from Andre 3000's mom, and I love voicemails from moms. Um, mm. I also had Usher's Confessions, but I would mention the remix version with Shine. Um, and I don't know if that's a voicemail. Like, I, I believe it's a voicemail, but I know he's, like, calling in from jail, and I believe it's a voicemail. Yes, I remember that. Um, Tony Braxton's just be a man about it because we stand. She said what she said. Um, <laughs> and then agreed that the good kid Matt City um, interludes with the voicemails from his mom. I had Shireen on there as well, but the whole album is just hilarious with his parents. Um, and then I also had Wesley's Theory from um, the Tapimpa Butterfly album. And that one has a voicemail from um, Dr. Dre to Kendrick. And I thought that was a really a good one too. Oh, I forget that that has a voicemail in it because I was looking at it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't recall Wesley's Theory having a voicemail. But yeah. 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 It does have that Dr. Dre little <laughs> moment. Yeah. It has the Dr. Dre voicemail in it. So I really like that one. I love how I think everyone's list had a voicemail from a mom. And I'm like, hmm, there's there's something there's something there about voicemails from your mom. Um. Also, I don't know if I put this on here, but I just wanted to mention I added Stan by Eminem. I as technically a letter, but it kind of feels like it would have been a voicemail if phones were more accessible back then. But I was like <laughs> listening to that again and I was like, 
Okay. Why she make this it seem like really Stan was recorded in the oh, 60s? Oh, that's a scientific stack of letters anymore. No one writes letters anymore. You were just telling me that's you had a phone with a cord at that time. So what you mean? Wait, let me look it up. Let me look let me look up when it came out. Can't, it didn't come out in 55. So, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> okay, okay, whatever. What you gonna I, mean, I really gonna lie, though. I'm not gonna lie, though. I had Stan on there, and then I was like, no, it's a letter. So, I took it off. But it I, is. It's, I, technically, I, yeah. it's technically a letter, but it. I feel like it could also be a voicemail. Um, and it then, and then, um, it's not a voicemail, it's just a phone conversation. Woman to Woman by Shirley Brown. Mm. I know we all know that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, what is, oh, I couldn't remember the, the name of it. Barbara, this is Shirley. Matt, oh my this God. is Shirley, you might not know who I am. I can't believe I didn't I was think like, about that song. So, yes, I was like, that's not a voicemail, but it's, you know, phone conversation esque. I, I certainly like, would have put really, that on there had I thought I about truly, it. I truly hope and pray that Shirley has got a divorce right by now and <laughs> living a better life. That, our was just, that was just <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah, I was like, why are you fighting for this girl? Let him let him go. He is Sorry, not worth it, it, but you know. Yeah. Woman yeah. to woman. Um, all right, cool. So we're moving on to interludes. So what do you guys think the purpose of an interlude is? Like, what is its intention? Oh, I mean, like I think it? when it's done right, <laughs> I think when it's done right, it, it is uh, it serves to make an album a cohesive project and not just a group of, like, individual songs. Um, it serves mm-hmm. to kind of pull it together cohesively into a theme. Um, they're not always done right, but I think that's what my favorite interludes do. Dang, okay, well, I'm curious now. Who who do you think has done an interlude wrong? Do you have any examples? Um, I don't know if I have any examples of, like, that was wrong off the top of my head, but I know, like, I, I, I just think some are more effective than others, right? Like, when we think of Good Kid, Mad City, like, that is a cohesive project. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes people um, attempt thematic albums, and it's not always as effective, but Good Kid, Mad City is thematic, and it is consistent throughout the album, and it's just really good. And I think the... Um, the interludes and the, the, well, they're not interludes, but the voicemails from his mom and his dad serve as a great like bridge for some of the, the songs and um, just really helps to make it a cohesive project. So I don't have an example of ones that are done wrong, I, but I do know that that's an example of one that's done really, really well. Okay. I have a question. I've never listened and y'all gonna judge me. I have not listened to LMA's album from start to finish, but everybody says she talks at the end of her songs and it that's gets on their nerves. Would that be bad? Okay, that's what I was. That's what I was kind of thinking. Because yeah, I've I've heard that. I feel Um, like I feel like the point of an interlude is to recalibrate. Like after listening to maybe like uh, I don't know however many songs before your interlude, mm, like Jules kind of saying, it could be easy to get lost in what the theme of the album is, or kind of forget what cohesion could look like in an inner and interludes depending on how many you decide to use in your project will rein you back in and remind you this is all happening as one piece and not as individual Mm -hmm. not as individual Mm -hmm. pieces of work on and Mm -hmm. out i agree i feel like they're just really great 
transitions um, in between songs. And sometimes like when you had like a little bit more to say, but you didn't, it didn't quite necessarily like fit the song. Like that's where an interlude comes into play. Um, I kind of get irritated though, when people just name songs interludes and it's not like actually an interlude. I don't know. That's a personal pet peeve, but um, like what, what do you think, think is like called interlude? That is not an interlude. Um, I sent in the email that I sent for this episode, there's this guy named Russ, um, and he has a song, I can't remember what it's called. Let me see. But it, it's it's called Nighttime Interlude, and I just feel like it's a whole song, which I know interludes can be whole songs, um, but it just, it didn't feel, it just felt like it should have been called Nighttime. It didn't, it didn't feel like interlude to me, and then I went and listened to it in the album just to make sure, like, I wasn't missing anything, but um, I don't know, that that kind of bothered me personally but um who are some artists that you guys like think execute interludes well um, you know. <laughs> yeah it, what'd you say um i think we all drake. say drake so drake. default drake yeah i you know he um, has his flaws but kanye does a really good job with it with it <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah I, I would agree with that i i'm recently getting into tyler and i just i love his interludes and i also love like his songs he they're like timed perfectly like where, where one song ends and another one starts is like very very seamless um i think he does a great job and i think the the two albums that made me like really really evaluate interludes are the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I think mm-hmm. that that album, those interludes are, I think that's the number one album for me. I just, the whole album just flows so seamlessly from start to finish. And then um, Writings on the Wall by Destiny's Child, each song ends with like, it's like Ten Commandments style, like them saying like, thou shall not whatever. And it moves on to the next song. And I just thought, I remember like listening to the album thinking like, this is really different like but interesting because usually there's not like or at least at that age I had never heard like something repetitive before every song and but tied it all together I don't know I just when when I would listen to that album I would listen to it from start to finish and I loved I loved waiting for the song to like almost be over to like say the interlude but um and it's something that's so small but it that little interlude ties the whole album together because there's one for every song so um Yes, and then I'm looking at our list. We all have, I think we, a couple of us have James Joint by Rihanna featuring SZA, which is too short. That, that's my, like, con with interludes is sometimes they're too short. Because mm-hmm. it's oh, my favorite one from that song. album, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, on my list, I have The Weekends Repeat After Me. I love that one. And then I have... Take Time by Giveon, which is so beautiful. And it's right before a favorite mistake and they go hand in hand. Um, and then I have, a tra- I think Travis Scott, like his stuff is also pretty, pretty good and like seamless as well. So that's, that's my list. Let's see. Um, I'm looking at, Will. Will, do you want to talk about your list? The show. Um, so James joined, obviously, um, typically have it on repeat to make it feel like it's longer than what it is. Um, <laughs> I feel the same with um, Scissors Wavy. 
it's so good to me and I just hate that it's mm-hmm. so short. Um, so I short, feel like yeah. it, it's probably similar to me and like Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar and Niall. It was where like right when the guy comes on and you feel like the song is getting into itself, it's done. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, so that was the second one was <laughs> Beyonce and Kendrick for Niall. And I put Yonsei on here because I feel like it should be an interlude. It doesn't technically say it's one, but it definitely is. Um, and then Chloe and Holly, they actually do an interlude on both of their albums that they've had so far. And I think originally it was used as like a a vocal flex. <laughs> and I feel like for this new overwhelmed one that they have on their new album, um, it does a good job of, I think, like kind of splitting the the two halves of the album. And then Kanye West, I love Kanye. That was peak Kanye being Kanye in that song. It's so good, though. Okay. Okay. Um, Sequoia? Uh, yes. What I have is James Joint by Rihanna, Garden Shed by Tyler, the Creator. Uh, it's not super clear that's an interlude, but it feels mad interlude to me. I love Kanye by Kanye West, Buried Alive, Drake featuring Kendrick Lamar, Yante, Beyonce, All the Lights interlude, Kanye West. Well, that was such a good like instrumental lead up into like a really big, powerful like uh, moment. Wait, sorry, can you say that again? Did it break up for y'all? No. Mm-mm. No, you must have oh, your finger. Okay, never mind. Keep going. Again. Yeah, your fingers on the cord, Tiffany. You gotta stop wrapping your finger around the cord. I don't know what Will said. <laughs> um, Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I also have STP interlude by Travis Scott. It's just, it's so light. It's so good. Love it. For Sale, Kendrick Lamar is great. And then Georgia's interlude by Drake is arguably for me, one of the best tracks on that album. I think it's on More Life. It is on More Life. Mm. All right. Interesting. Jewel, I love how you have Paramore on yeah, your, yeah. On your Shout list. Shout out to Paramore. Uh, so I have Drake's uh, Bria's interlude. I really like that one. Um, with Omarion. Oh, Kanye skit too. So I feel like the interludes on late registration as a whole are just really good. Um, Paramore's I'm Not Angry Anymore. They have a series of interludes on their self-titled album and it's mostly just Haley being bitter and angry. And I really appreciate (laughs) that energy. Um, Jay-Z's Beach is Better and then Frank Ocean's Fertilizer. So I thought about um, Will having Scissors Wavy because uh, that was with James Fontoroy and Frank Ocean's Fertilizer is also with James. And if you search it on YouTube, you can hear the whole song that he has um, for it, but they just turned it into an interlude for the Frank Ocean song. But basically James can do no wrong. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, Beach is Better is so short. I love that song. Have you, any of you guys, did you go to the On The Run tour? Like, he performed it twice. Mm-mm. He he always mm-hmm. performs it twice because it's it's so short. Oh, um, and James James Fontoroy also did James Join. I just wanted to uh, double check it. So, basically, he's the OG of interludes. I just wanted to put that out there. Well, somebody tell him to make them longer because they're all too short. Like, shout out. I was like, I think, do I was it. Like, yeah, I was like, I think James Fontoroy did that, but I wanted to double check before I, I said that. Ugh. all good stuff all good stuff okay so i had intended for us to all make our own interludes and share them so <laughs> who has theirs <laughs> i have one it's on the it's off the dome so it's not gonna come out like a full project but it's here <laughs> all right and do you want to do you want to set it up 
Oh, you sure. Wanna, are you just going to go? So um, <laughs> I am a, a person who is a part of the TikTok community, unfortunately. And um, one thing that they have on there is like this this lady who does this thing where she's like, don't call my motherfucking phone ever again. This whole like thing, this like voicemail. And so I was thinking about that mixed with my actual personality of like, you know, when you call somebody right back and they don't answer the phone. So um, mine would be an interlude where it's me leaving a voicemail um, sort of along the lines of like, all right, so you called me, I called you right back and you didn't pick up. Cool. Don't worry about calling me back. Don't worry about texting me again. We good. And that's the interlude. It'd be something like that, you know, got to work on it, but it would be that. I also love that uh, TikTok. You. One. I was like, you'll never have the right to disrespect me again. I'm like, I feel that. This very yes, in my soul. <laughs> All right. Um, Jewel, do you, would you like to go next? Um, I would love to tell you that I'm that creative, but I, I, I don't have an interlude. I don't know what my interlude <laughs> would be. I think if I was to do like a voicemail or I think it would be more like a voicemail and it would be like, don't leave me a voicemail because I'm not checking it. And then that would be it. That would be such a good, like, mid track in between an album. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to check it. Yeah, like, my family gets mad because I don't, like, I purposely don't clear out my voicemails. And they're like, we can't leave you a voicemail. I'm like, that's the point. Oh right, call me, beat me. <laughs> don't call Jewel, Except or if don't. you call Jewel, don't leave her a voicemail because she's there not gonna go. check it. There we go. Sequoia, did you have anything? I didn't end up making it, but I do think that it was a really good idea. But if I, I if I was gonna do something, it would be like it would be something along the lines of like, "This is for J Cole, you ugly, weak, non-reading ass bitch." <laughs> <laughs> wow! You, you fake you say ass bitch. The schedule, why, bitch. Why you? Why you don't read? You weak ass bitch. Something like that. It's only a matter of time before you get dragged on Twitter, and I just—that's you know honestly, what? I have been dragged on Twitter. I've said a few things and been dragged for a couple days on Twitter. I have. I've been talking about J. Cole for the last like eight years of my life on Twitter and nobody has ever dragged me on Twitter for J. Cole. But I have been dragged behind some other people. (laughs) That's why. Okay, well, I I, I wrote, it's really, I guess, just a poem. Um, But I got, I got, recently got my hair braided and, and I'm very, very happy because I was looking very rough. So I wrote an interlude about my braids. I would like to think it would belong on um, a seat at the table right before don't touch my hair. <laughs> okay, so don't laugh. Okay, so this is what I wrote. <clears throat> okay, okay, this is what I wrote. Her braids are cool. Her braids are tight, all perfect and neat. They look just right. Twist over and under and back again. The way her braids dance on her shoulder is a perfect tin. Black, blonde, honey, and brown. Her braids are her natural crown. Look, but don't touch. What a sight to see. I am my braids and my braids are me. And that's my inner That's so cute. <laughs> Come on. Spoken word. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! So, um, 
next time we do this, y'all got to do your homework. <laughs> but that was so, that was fun. It was really hard. Like I was like really sweating. I was like this. I don't know. Right? <laughs> I'll sweat. Um, like, and it was a hard man. Um, okay. So now we're moving into our uh, final piece of the, the podcast, which is, I can't stress this. So, I had one, but I did not write it down. I think my I I can't stress this was just going to be just like let black women have fun. I just we're policed on on so many things and everything happening with Swedish is just like it bothers me a little bit um, just because like we've been saying we can do the same thing as men and yet be torn down for it. And I just. Just let people like it's not bothering anybody. She's making great music. She looks pretty. It's uplifting me. So just just let black women like exist in peace. And like that's that's my I can't stress this. All right. I feel personally attacked, so I guess I'll go next. Um <laughs> <laughs> why are you feeling attacked? Are you not letting black women exist because in peace? I was just Is a part of the, I was definitely um the conductor of the drag sweetie for tap in game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stress this enough, let black women like damn son, I was just like sweetie. I wasn't coming for all black women. <laughs> well, <laughs> the shoe fits. If the shoe fit, the dogs holler. Will first of all, <laughs> listen. I'll put this out there. So let's so watch next. In the next time we do this podcast, I'm probably gonna come on this and be fake as hell and be like, "Guess who likes tap in?" So let me just put that out mm. there. Let me just put that out there. But also, I'm gonna stand by what I said, sweetie girl. Do better with your lyrics, okay? Um, <laughs> but. I guess that's my I can't stress this enough. I can't stress this enough. Sweetie, do better with your lyrics. Wow. That's the hill I'm a die on. I mean, but that could be said for so many anyways. Anybody have any anything? Sequoia or Jewel? Uh, well, for for women, um, for I, I can't stress this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> do I have he for Will? I mean, sure. Uh, you go ahead. <laughs> you, you go ahead, Jewel. Um, I would say like mine would be like I can't stress this enough. Stop playing with black reporters. Like, give us what we mm. need to be able to do our jobs and stop holding us back from being able to succeed in this industry. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, my I can't stress this enough is give Britney her things, okay? Miss yeah. Spears has been out here on the TikTok. Uh, clearly, <laughs> something's uh, something's not all uh, there for Brit Brit right now. But what we won't ever do that I see a lot of Black people do specifically is say that Britney Spears didn't at one point wasn't really at that bitch at some point she the fuck was she was out here serving these bitches the talent was there it's not there anymore but it really was there like there was no she said the president and i'm tired that's it my favorite thing has to be her announcing to the world that she burned out her gym (laughs) please go look at that video of her recording and she's like and it just (laughs) burned out (laughs) <laughs> did y'all oh, see where yeah. she broke her ankle on on instagram like she was doing a little dance routine and she's like you can hear why i broke my ankle and you literally watched this woman break her fucking ankle oh. on instagram 
No, it, I don't want to hear that either. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, she's been doing that. a lot of things like that recently. Mm. I used to, I used to like really, really love Britney Spears. She was the the pioneer. I mean, it's kind of sad. Has she ever come out and used that "Leave Britney Alone" thing as like a a part of her music? That would be such a fire way for she her to pop back mm-hmm. onto the scene. Would yeah, be for her to start off a song. Nice. Leave Britney alone. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you guys watch the VMAs the other day? No. When they were on, it was like the 1999 and 2000 mm-hmm. VMAs. They had, it actually had um, a Britney performance when she had like the crystal. And I was like, I, I got so excited because I was like, damn, she really, in her prime, she was something else. Mm-hmm. Like she really, really was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that award show also had NSYNC perform, um, Cisco perform. I was very, very Destiny's Child. Leah was still alive. Um, it was just, it was good. I missed the 2000s, but I'm getting off topic again. Does anybody else have anything that they would like to say? And I agree with you, Sequoia. I obviously do not agree with Will. I mean, sure, she can have better lyrics, but like, I like her lyrics now. It's, it is what it is. It's brunch pop music. It's fun. Like, right. we're not, Sweetie's not Picasso. Don't be mixing up yeah. my message not, because I'm not, we're not asking for, we're not asking for, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be grouped with the whole taps. I don't, I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with everybody releasing trash music. I am okay with there finally being a lane for women to come out here and rap about whatever the hell they want to rap about. I don't think everybody needs to be Nicki Minaj, but you got to do, you got to put some effort. You can't just hop in the studio. Like kids bought people be putting forth more Also, she, she's literally dating Quavo. That's like, do you I'm, know how many songs they put out about like nonsense? They literally just released so yes, much music. Like it just... They either mumble to the point where you don't know what they're saying or (laughs) they make it worthwhile a little bit. I don't feel like her music is bad. I just like I can bop to it. I just want her to put a little bit more effort. She don't have to come out here, you know, doing her Langston Hughes, but just. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, uh, Quavo the worst Nico. Uh, Rap wise also. (laughs) So what the fuck are we even talking about? He can't help her either. Not the worst Vico. The worst one, music wise. Take off can rap and offset can rap. And Quavo be out here. I don't know what the fuck he be doing. He's saved by the other two. I I would have to do my Googles, but I think out of all of the mixtapes, I don't think, I think Quavo's did the worst. Because it was a tragedy. It was so (laughs) the fuck bad. It actually made me angry that he had the audacity to drop, drop such a long solo album. With that much trash on it, why Takeoffs was, become Takeoffs was really good because he's cute. He's the cutest one. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, he also just has a really good knack for melodies, so, right? You know, and he does the hook. I won't take that from him. It's very important. Right, not too much. Not too much. Not too much. <laughs> I I personally love the Migos, but I just it makes sense, like sweetie and cardi like they all are like i don't know maybe sweetie and cardi should like swap ask somebody else Not no they swap. should ask somebody else and then they can make they can be me they can be me and do like me go back to your landline go back to your landline right. <laughs> i would stand for it i would stand for it they just need to add one more rap girl oh and gosh. then 
Megan just be out here. <laughs> All right. I think that this episode is come to a conclusion before I get roasted anymore. Um, thank, you. <laughs> thank you guys for being on this episode. Um, I really appreciate it. Do you have any parting words? Any last? Will, would you like to say anything? Me, me, I'm there, You good? <laughs> Dig yourself out of Hotel Will, we give you one last opportunity. Honestly, this is your last okay. chance. Leave William alone. <laughs> I also just want to let you guys know that Will's name for this episode is Doja Cat Stan 94. So do with that, do with that what you will. Um, but yeah. So. I stand with you, Will. I stand in solidarity. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right. So, I, where are you, Doja Sequoia? You'd be what? Doja Cat stand 90, 96? I, I, I don't stand no damn Doja Cat. But, you know, <laughs> she, she cute or whatever. She do her thing, too. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no? No? Is, are, is Doja Cat canceled for you? Because I it's still listen to her. For me. Jewel said, I need to let y'all know I will not be associated with y'all's opinions. Wait, yeah, I just want to make sure I wasn't in that group. No, what? absolutely not. No. <laughs> what? No. Can you expand? Is it the music no. or what she said? It's just, uh, <laughs> I can't. That's it. It's a no. No. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. I, okay, we're, we'll talk more later. But anyways, that's, this has been episode six of I Can't Stress It's Enough. I'm your host, Tiffany. Thank you, Will, Sequoia, and Jewel for joining me. And I'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.